Hey, everybody. Rick Santelli, shot heard around the world. Smug and arrogant lockdown artists are trying to keep you sheltered in place against actual epidemiology and science. We talk about the need to reopen America and how we can get it done. Email us your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. If you want to support us, it's charliekirk.com slash support. It's time to open America. Rick Santelli has some choice words. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Who actually wants lockdowns to continue? The activist media acts as if everyone wants the lockdowns to end. It's just a matter of enduring them. That's not true. The wealthiest people in our country and the most valuable companies in our country want lockdowns to go on indefinitely. Amazon has seen their stock price soar. Small businesses, the backbone of our country, are struggling more than ever before. And so who's actually standing up for the 100 million people that work with their hands. Who's actually standing up for the 15 million small businesses in our country? Well, the corporate elite are not, and the spokespeople for the corporate elite are not, are not standing up for them. The spokespeople for the corporate elite want the sit down and shut up. The big box realtors are somehow epidemiologically safer. The cross-country flights where you're next to each other is safer than going to church. The inexplicable double standard is deserving of outrage. And so a video kind of came across my radar screen this morning of someone that I actually know. I haven't spoke to him in years. Rick Santelli from CNBC. So a very good friend of mine who listens to this program from Chicago first made me aware of Rick Santelli for starting the Tea Party movement. We'll play that clip as well. But Rick Santelli is a commentator on CNBC. He's a Chicagoan. He gets very excited he broadcasts out of the Chicago Board of Trade in downtown Chicago, where I'm from. And I was so moved by him starting the Tea Party movement. I remember taking the train to downtown Chicago, walking to the Chicago Board of Trade, convincing some of the security people to let me onto the Chicago Board of Trade floor, hustling my way to go meet Rick Santelli. And eventually Rick Santelli said, OK, you can come on my program, bring a couple of young people with, with you. And I did. And that was kind of the beginning days of Turning Point USA and kind of our efforts of what we were doing in the early stages. So Rick Santelli has been a fighter for freedom and liberty and for our country for quite some time. He's a man of common sense. He loves our country. And he's up against this educated derelict. What's his name? Andrew Ross Sorkin. This guy's a real problem. He should be taken off CNBC He's a fool. So I want to play this tape, which is very important. This embodies and personifies the debate that's happening in our country in real time. It is Rick Santelli up against Andrew Ross Sorkin. Play tape. Rick, I just I, I, just as a, as, a, as a public health and public service announcement uh, for the audience, the difference between a big box retailer and a restaurant 
or frankly, even a, a church are so different, it's unbelievable. Going I into a big box retailer, I disagree. You're wear- I disagree. You're wearing you can a mask. have your thoughts and I you're can have mine. You're required to wear a mask. I disagree. I, it's science. I'm sorry. It's science. If it's you're wearing a mask, science. it's a different story. 500 people at a Lowe's aren't any safer than 150 people in a restaurant that holds 600. I don't believe it. You don't have to believe it, but let me just say this. You're doing a I disservice to I the won't. viewer because the viewers need to you understand it. You are doing it. a disservice we, we to the viewer. You are. You are. I would like to keep our viewers as healthy as humanly possible. The idea of packing people into yeah. restaurants. I think our viewers are smart enough to make a, part of those decisions on their completely own. Different I don't things. think that I'm much smarter different than all the viewers like some people do. I hope Rick Santelli starts a movement like he started the Tea Party movement back in 2010. So let's go, let's go through this piece by piece. Andrew Ross Sorkin, who's a fool, says that the difference between a restaurant and a Lowe's and a Home Depot is unbelievable. So what is the difference epidemiologically between going to a local coffee shop and going into a Home's and a Low Depot, Lowe's or a Home Depot? Does the virus all of a sudden stand its guard down if the market cap of the company is hundreds of billions of dollars? Does the virus not infect people? If the owners are billionaire campaign donors and ad purchasers for CNBC, does the virus no longer infect people if the company's listed in the Dow 30? Andrew Ross Sorkin is doing the bidding of the billionaire corporate class. Andrew Ross Sorkin is not worrying about people's health. He's worrying about the needs, wants, and interests of a very, very small, powerful group of people. He's a smug, arrogant idiot and a useful idiot for very powerful people and rick santelli is a fighter for normal people rick santelli says i trust the people to make good decisions and andrew ross sorkin coming in as a typical virtue signaling spineless fool says well i just care about keeping people safe no you don't andrew ross sorkin if you cared about keeping people safe then you would say that You would cancel all flights when people are sitting on top of each other, drinking and eating things with no masks on. And he says, well, it's just science. No, it's not, Andrew Ross Sorkin. It's the scientists you agree with. Big difference. The science of this virus actually goes against some of the things you're talking about. The science of this virus shows that the average death of the person who dies from the Chinese coronavirus is actually above the average death of an American. That a young person is more likely to die from an accidental firework discharge than the Chinese coronavirus. But Andrew Ross Sorkin, who's a New York CNBC hack, is saying all these things for a reason. Interestingly enough, he's the author of a book, Too Big to Fail. That's exactly what's happening here. These companies are too big to criticize. So for him, he thinks homes, you know, Lowe's and Home Depot, Whole Foods, and the big box stores, they're safer. How are they safer exactly? You see, Rick Santelli is a traditional advocate of individual liberty. He says the virus operates the same whether it's 150 people in a restaurant or 2,000 people in a Home Depot. And I love that Rick said, quote, I don't think I'm smarter than our viewers like some people like Andrew Ross Sorkin on CNBC. And it's not just Home Depot, by the way. How can Andrew Ross Sorkin defend strip clubs reopening, but not churches 
And I think Rick Santelli went out of his way to mention church, didn't he? Very care- Yeah, I think he did. So I think he's a good Chicago Catholic. He's a good patriot, loves his country. And what's so stunning is that Andrew Ross Sorkin acts as if we're forcing people to go to restaurants. No one is forcing you to go there. No one's forcing you to do anything. Instead, he's like, I just want to be clear with the viewers. I care about your health. Oh, by the way, I'm going to mislead our viewers so much. And I'm going to tell them that you're good to go to a Home Depot and a Lowe's, but you're not good to go to a restaurant. That's actually going to contribute more to the virus spread, Andrew Ross Sorkin. Instead, what you should say is both are equally have a chance for you to catch a virus. Both are. Instead, Andrew Ross Sorkin is giving a false promise and a false appearance that going to very valuable companies' warehouses like Costco or Home Depot or Whole Foods, all of a sudden you're going to be protected. The big companies will protect you now. What's been so shocking is how these guys that wrote these books, too big to fail, we hate the billionaire class, all of a sudden they're the ones now defending these massive companies that are just getting wealthier while the backbone of our country are being forced to be shuttered in place. And what's even more stunning to me is all of these like freedom-loving libertarians that are out there criticizing police brutality. And I have a lot of good friends that are libertarians. I love Rand Paul. I, love, I, I agree with them on certain things. But where are they on this lockdown issue? Where are they actually calling for the reopening of America? Very few, if any, are doing that. And the reason why Andrew Ross Sorkin is so in defense of the corporate structure here is because it's all part of the Great Reset. Andrew Ross Sorkin wants the Great Reset. He's a liar. And of course, he's a columnist for the New York Times, which is where super overeducated Ivy League graduates go to write foolish things and get applauded for it. That's what the New York Times is for. And so for the restaurateur in Evanston, Illinois, for the laundromat in South Bend, Indiana, you don't matter to CNBC, but you do matter to Rick Santelli. And now it's time for us to wage the fight to fully reopen America, end all mask mandates, end the shelter-in-place orders, and open our country fully. I want to tell you guys about Good Rancher. Good Ranchers began with the standard of bringing top quality, 100% American-born, raised and harvested meat to families across America. This vision was instilled into them from their grandparents that owned community grocery stores and believed in trust, charity, and family values. GoodRanchers.com partners directly with only American ranchers from across the United States to bring the highest quality meat straight to your door. Have the best Christmas ever with Good Ranchers free hickory honey holiday ham. Every new subscription gets a Berkshire hickory honey smoked ham for free. Our Berkshire hams are 100%, no antibiotics ever, 100% hormone free, 100% born and raised in America. As always, Good Ranchers is 100% American beef and chicken and now pork. GoodRanchers.com. Get 100% American beef raised right to your door. Beef the way it used to be. 
Skip the grocery store lines, and it will be delivered to you for free, and the taste is always delicious. Don't waste your money on cheap cuts and overseas beef. Buying from the other guys, get the American beef cuts your family deserves with Good Ranchers. Buy today at GoodRanchers.com. Again, GoodRanchers.com delivers your favorite meats right to your door. Perfect for grilling out or dinners at home. Go to GoodRanchers.com to view all their American beef and chicken packages. Use the promo code CHARLIE to get your free Berkshire Hickory honey smoked ham with your purchase. That's GoodRanchers.com right now. Use the promo code CHARLIE. Get the Berkshire ham free for a limited time only. GoodRanchers.com, promo code CHARLIE. I want to get to a cut here of the great Rick Santelli as we are going through this issue of Rick Santelli challenging the predominant viewpoint of CNBC, which is to protect corporate interests and the Great Reset, which is to abolish private property, ruin America's role in the world, and usher in a borderless society by 2030 run by the Chinese Communist Party apparatus, and to really create an anti-Western framework. That's what CNBC is pushing for. But Rick Santelli has a pattern of starting grassroots movements. Many people don't remember this, but I sure do. It inspired me to get involved and actually start Turning Point USA almost nine or ten years ago. This is Rick Santelli with the rant of the year that started the Tea Party movement. Little time machine. Why don't you put up a website to have people vote on the Internet as a referendum to see if we really want to subsidize the losers' mortgages or would we like to at least buy cars and buy houses in foreclosure and give them to people that might have a chance to actually prosper down the road and reward people that could carry the water instead of drink the water. Hey, Rick, That's it, a novel idea. Hey, hey Rick, did you... What? Who oh, thought of that? Yeah, yeah, they, they're, 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 like putty, they're like putty in your hand. Did you hear? No, they're not, Joe. They're not like putty in our hands. This is America. How many of you people want to pay for your neighbor's mortgage that has an extra bathroom and can't pay their bills? Raise their hand. How about we all? Uh, President Obama, are you listening? That President Obama, are you listening clip was the shot heard around the world that started the Tea Party movement, which resulted in Republicans successfully taking back the House of Representatives in 2010. Now Rick Santelli is challenging Andrew Ross Sorkin around a similar amount of smug dictatorial arrogance that has resulted in the closure of hundreds of thousands of small businesses across the country, unspeakable mental health damage. And the CDC came out yesterday and said that 75% of all young people are experiencing mental health problems because of these lockdowns. But to Andrew Ross Sorkin, that's not exactly a priority. You see, to Andrew Ross Sorkin, he just cares about the stock price of Amazon. But normal people are starting to rise up, and everyone should start to rise up. You open up your restaurant, you go to church, you demand your pastor holds church, you do not allow mask mandates. If you think masks work, then go ahead and wear one. That's your own prerogative. That's your liberty. I'm not going to attack you for that. If you don't think they work, 
which there's plenty of evidence to show that as well, you should have the liberty to be able to not wear one. But let's play cut 17 of a business owner who makes, he really outlines how his business has invested in outdoor dining and not governors want to ban outdoor dining. Play 17. Here's the situation. Do we take the pandemic seriously? Of course we do. Am I saying that we shouldn't close outdoor dining? Yes, I am. At every single juncture along the way here, from the beginning shutdown to today, we've listened to all of the advice from our government officials only to be shut down over and over and over again, and then not compensated for the elements that we put in place in our businesses in order to protect our customers. We shut down indoor dining, no problem. I got a warehouse full of plexiglass right now, okay? We went outdoors, all right? Now that's getting shut down. I just put thousands of dollars into outdoor heaters. There is zero scientific evidence that proves that outdoor dining is contributing to a rise in cases related to this, all right? I am only saying that we are gonna continue dining outdoors because I can get on an airplane and I can fly and eat and do whatever I want. And don't tell me it's the HIPAA filters, okay? Because that's not the case. You don't turn those on until you get onto the plane. Before that, everybody's fornicating on top of each other. I can go into Walmart. Heck, I don't even have to wear pants. Nobody wears a mask at Walmart. I can go get a pink cockatoo for my Christmas tree, but I can't go and dine outdoors at a restaurant. I can go to Target. Amazon's making tons of money. All big business is getting rich. Okay, outdoor dining does not lead to any of that. Therefore, screw that. We're staying open outdoors. It's that simple. I'm not an asshole. The governor is. What state is this hero from? If I ever need to take a day off of radio, he's going to sub in for me. It's very articulate. So we need to channel all of this energy, everybody. Channel it multidimensionally. Because the Florida recounts and the new restrictions, the Georgia recounts, I'm sorry, and the new restrictions, they're all connected together. They're all interrelated. It's part of an agenda that the experts can't be wrong and you're not allowed to question it. So you'll probably spend much of this weekend shopping for those last minute gifts so you can ship them in time for Christmas. It's a very big job, but not as big as what's facing Prison Fellowship's Angel Tree team as they put the finishing touches on arrangements to make Christmas very special for over 300,000 Angel Tree kids who have a mom or dad in prison. People like this Angel Tree volunteer in South Carolina are already hard at work because they know every prisoner's child deserves to experience the love of Jesus on December 25th. Well, it will be one to remember. I need you to please go right now to charliekirk.com and click on the Angel Tree banner or call the phone number 888-206-2802 and please make your most generous gift you can so we can get each boy or girl a specially selected present, a personalized letter from their mom or dad in prison, and a beautiful new Bible for $220 which blesses 10 kids with all that joy. For just $22, you can bless one child. Again, go to charliekirk.com and click on that Angel Tree banner or phone in 888-206-2802 to make this Christmas special for a prisoner's child right here in America. The question is, who's going to fight back and how? It's long past time for us to rise up against these lockdowns, to rise up against the barrage of nonsense and draconian centralized orders from our rulers. 
And now we're starting to see even more indications that the vaccine is going to be mandatory. This is an awful and an immoral idea. Play cut 23 of Chief Medical Officer Dr. Williams when he's asked about how they can impose a mandatory vaccination. Play cut 23. But will you, as the Chief Medical Officer of Health, in any way make some sort of mandatory uh, vaccination uh, recommendation? Uh, What we can do is to say sometimes for access or ease in getting into certain settings, if you don't have vaccination, then you're not allowed into that setting without other protection and materials. So what may be mandatory is proof uh, of immunization or vaccination with a proper product in order to have latitude and freedom. Now, this is from Canada, just so you know. And that is a sign of things to possibly come to America. And if Joe Biden becomes president of the United States on January 20th, who is going to be the chief medical officer in America? Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's been wrong about everything and a hypocrite about everything. Trevor Noah actually had a lot to say about that. Play cut 21. Like, I'm sorry, man. Everyone has given up their lives, and then you've got these politicians who are just hypocrites out here. What, do you guys think corona respects your office too much to come after you? Because, don't forget, it got the president of the United States. It's not gonna be starstruck by Governor Hairgel. In fact, in a way, these Democrats are even worse than the anti-maskers because of their hypocrisy. Of their hypocrisy. It's really interesting when Trevor Noah now starts to call out the left. That is just another indicator that there is a looming Democrat civil war. That the Democrat civil war is going to be nasty and it's going to be brutal. If Republicans win these two Senate seats in Georgia, which is only possible if we continue to fight for voter fraud and we continue to fight for ballot integrity and Joe Biden gets sworn in on January 20th, Democrats are going to engage in a nonstop Democrat civil war. And some people in the Republican Party are now calling for us to stop investigating voter fraud, which is an awful idea. Some people are saying it's time to move on. It's time to turn the page. Governor Brian Kemp is now all of a sudden calling for a signature audit, who is saying that after new surveillance video uncovered today, that now he calls for the Secretary of State to have a signature audit. Now, we said this earlier, but why is Brian Kemp all of a sudden coming out and saying this now? Play cut 13. Senator Leffler, you're not called early on for a signature audit. Obviously, the Secretary of State, per the laws and the Constitution, would have to order that. He has not done that. I think it should be done. I think, especially with what we saw today, it raises more questions. There needs to be transparency on that. Uh, I would again call for that, and uh, I think in the next 24 hours, hopefully we'll see a lot more from the hearings that the legislature had today, and we'll be able to look and see what the next steps are. So all of a sudden now, establishment Republicans are starting to get nervous about not contesting and not fighting on the voter fraud front. It's because of you, and I want to give you the reinforcement and the positivity. It's because of you. It's because we've been keeping the pressure on on these voter fraud fights. It's because we've been talking about this. It's because we have been 
demanding action against Republicans that refuse to engage on any of these issues unless they are pushed to do so. And the Republican Party of just accepting widespread fraud no longer exists. And Raffensperger and Kemp and all these governors that now have a lot of explaining to do are going to have to help people unpack the very clear issue of why they didn't do something early in regards to all this widespread voter fraud. And it is widespread. The more evidence that we dig into, the more evidence that we find, we are finding that this is not just a small, isolated incident. We are fighting that, finding that these issues are deep within our election system. Let's just take Arizona, for example. This is from the Armistad Project. According to their calculations, the estimate amount of ballots requested in the name of a registered Republican by someone other than that person, 204,586. The estimate amount of Republican ballots that the requester returned but were not counted, 75,033. The electors voted where they did not reside, 19,997. Out-of-state residents voting in state, 5,790. How many double votes? 157 for a grand total of 305,563 margin with the current margin in Arizona being 10,457. May I use a word? This is systemic fraud. No, there is no systemic racism in our country, but there is systemic fraud in our country. Let's use another example. And this is all from the highly credible Armistad Project put forward by Phil Klein, former attorney general of Kansas. How about Pennsylvania? The current margin in Pennsylvania, we are being told, is 81,749. The estimate amount of ballots requested in the name of a registered Republican by someone other than that person, 53,909. The estimate of Republican ballots that the requester returned but were not counted, 44,892. The amount of electors voted where they did not reside, 14,328. Out-of-state residents voting in-state, 7,426. Double votes, 742. For a grand total of 121,297, which would result in Trump winning the state of Pennsylvania. The, The summary continues by saying that the Center for Technology and Civic Life is attempting to administer... Pennsylvania's presidential federal election through their conditional grants, paying for the federal elections is synonymous with influencing federal election policy and is a violation of the elections clause. We have gone through this in depth on our podcast. I encourage you all to check out the Charlie Kirk Show podcast, where we have been one of the few programs that have really been exposing the Center for Technology and Civic Life's role in the fraud and the corruption How about Wisconsin? How would Wisconsin work? Again, this is all done by the Armistead Project. I'm just referencing. In Wisconsin, we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden won by 20,608 votes. How about the estimate amount of ballots requested in a name of a registered Republican by someone other than that person? 14,426. 
An estimate of Republican ballots at the request to return but were not counted, 12,071. Electors voted where they did not reside, 26,673. Electors who avoided Wisconsin voter ID laws by voting absentee as a, quote, indefinitely confined elector were not indefinitely confined, 96,437. Out-of-state residents voting in state, 6,966. Double votes, 234. Everybody, this is not over. That is why we must keep the pressure on. You keep the rallies, you keep the emails, you keep the phone calls. A total of just 48,000 votes in three states can flip the election, and people say, how can I help get involved? Well, everylegalvote.com is a great website run by a friend of mine that walks through this at great length. And if we look at just the basic publicly available numbers that we've been going through, we now see that not only were there dead people voting, absentee ballot problems, signature verification, double voters, but also in the vote tabulation process, we are now seeing massive issues, irregularities, and the illegal criminal behavior such as in Georgia, that we let in early in the show, but it's worth playing again. Let's play that Georgia tape again, please, for some people that are just tuning in. Cut 22, I think it is. Jackie Pick, Jackie Deason uh, narrating it. Cut 22. 8 o'clock in the morning, and we're going to roll this back and show it to you. There you go. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by... The lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting, is the person who put the table there at 8.22 in the morning. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Four suitcases coming from underneath the table. And the Democrats are ignoring it. Has this election cycle gotten you stressed out, worn down? If so, time to bounce back. What's the number one mineral to fight stress and fatigue? Magnesium. I want you to try a new dietary supplement of veggie capsules with me called Magnesium Breakthrough from my friends of the show, Buy Optimizers. This is the magnesium supplement I recommend because it combines all seven essential forms of magnesium into one convenient daily dosage. Most magnesium supplements fail because they are not full spectrum. When you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, so many functions in your body can get upgraded. The supplements are designed to enhance focus, sleep, reduce inflammation, improve your body's reaction to stress. So check out Magnesium Breakthrough with me. Take two pills a day with your evening meal and reverse magnesium deficiency in all of its forms. I take magnesium every night and you should too. Use promo code KIRK10 for 10% off any order. Go to buyoptimizers.com forward slash KIRK. That's B-I-O-P. T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash Kirk. Promo code Kirk10 to apply the discount. I want to spend a moment and do a tribute to an American hero who passed away this week, Walter Williams. Uh, Walter Williams is a part of a group of thinkers and economists that really played a important role in my life. Thomas Sowell being another one of those people, Milton Friedman, and interestingly enough, all of them 
worked together in the early stages of their career. I had the opportunity to meet Walter Williams a couple of times. I always found him to be so kind and so incredibly wise. He had a couple he has a couple of great books and he was so sharp and so contrarian in his opinions. Walter Williams was a black American who loved his country and a fierce defender of liberty. He did some phenomenal writing, some of the best on affirmative action, race relations, gun control. He is probably on the Mount Rushmore of late 20th century economists that help the foundation of what is now the conservative movement that protects individual liberty, freedom, and our country. Walter Williams, one of the things he focused on the most was minimum wage. He had this lifelong obsession with the minimum wage. And he was so right on. He was so spot on. As he was driven by his conviction, I'm reading from humanprogress.org, a great website, and that artificially heightened wages actually make racial discrimination less costly to the employer. He argued that minimum wage actually hurts black communities. He taught at George Mason University. He did a phenomenal interview on life, liberty, and Levin a couple years ago, one of the best. And Walter Williams would commonly say, have you weighed all of the costs of the intrusion or the intervention that you are trying to propose? And Walter Williams, especially in the last couple of years, has been legendary in criticizing BLM Incorporated, advocating for fairness and justice under the law. So I want to read some of his best quotes, and I also want to play a clip of him. Actually, if we have a clip, let's play that first. But one of my favorite we have, we have the cl- clip ready. Let's play a clip of Walter Williams and tribute to the great work he did for our country. Play tape. A lot of people will say, well, the minimum wage is an anti-poverty device. Well, that is utter nonsense. It doesn't even pass the smell test. Because if it were an anti-poverty device, well, then instead of spending all this money on foreign aid, we just have our experts at the State Department tell Bangladesh, well, you could be rich like we are, just have a higher minimum wage. That's just one of the short clips of Walter Williams being economically contrarian. One of my favorite quotes from him is, democracy is a little more than mob rule, while liberty refers to the sovereignty of the individual. He said, in a free society, government has the responsibility of protecting us from others, but not from ourselves. Boy, is that a perfect quote in regards to these lockdowns. Walter Williams, in a free society, government has the responsibility of protecting us from our others, but not from ourselves. The essence of government is force, and most often that force is used to accomplish evil ends. Incredible. And he'll be, he'll be very much missed right now in a variety of different ways. 
Another quote of his, if we buy into the notion that somehow property rights are less important or in conflict with human or civil rights, we give the socialists a freer hand to attack our property. Politicians have immense power to do harm to the economy, but they have very little power to do good. Walter Williams, we will miss you. I enjoyed meeting you on a couple occasions. He leaves a phenomenal legacy of thinkers and doers, and we should all honor his incredible impact that he has made on our country. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you want to support us, it's charliekirk.com slash support. If you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, it's tpusa.com, tpusa.com. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. God bless. Speak to you soon.